What's up, everybody? Hollywood Cole back for another smooth ramblings here with Swinging Thunder. What's up, Swinging Thunder? Doing good, Hollywood. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And uh, let's talk a little bit, Swinging, just about Final Fantasy VII. Um, you know, obviously, Final Fantasy, PlayStation game came out changed the world for rpgs changed america for rpgs <clears throat> arguably one of the best games ever made i've played through it so many times and uh one of my favorites of course and then everybody's like why don't they do a remake why don't they do a remake and then all of a sudden in 2014 i believe we get the first little trailer of a remake and then like four years later or something here comes final fantasy 7 remake <laughs> it did take a while for them. It, yeah, they, the, the teaser trailer comes out, and yeah, you're right. It took like four years before they released anything substantial with it, and then it came out like I think two years after that. Yeah, and so it, um, it and they said we're going to release it in three different games because it's just so big, and you know, and I'm like, dude, they're just going to cash grab this thing. Not to mention how many times it took you that long to develop the first one. Now you already got the the engine or whatever for the second, third one. Um, and so I thought, oh my gosh, this is just going to be some kind of cash grab or something, but uh, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. And then final fantasy remake is, uh, is done. And, and I played it through to all full disclaimer. I pl- right when it came out, I bought it, played it through to the last chapter where we fight Rufus. So I guess it's a second to last chapter. And then, Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, fought Sephiroth, all that. I won't, I won't get into that yet. And then finished it. So a lot of that previous, I don't remember really well. Um, and so I went back and watched some of the story and stuff. But all, And so I'm kind of caught up with all that. But I kind of thought, you know, I mean, I thought the game itself was was, was good. I thought it was pretty decent. What do you think about it? So I really, really enjoyed it. Actually, um, I had taken about a three-year gaming break. Uh, do some personal reasons and moving, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I want to say Remake was the first game I played start to finish in probably three or four years. And it kind of got me back on my gaming um, kick. And I really enjoyed it. I understood the trepidation, three parts, you know, or at that point we didn't know how many parts, I don't believe. They just said, it's not, you know, this is not going to be the only one. Um. I was going to buy it no matter what. And I mean, honestly, I, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, initially it was just kind of that dream come true. You know, one of your favorite games of all time being brought up to modern times and graphics and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to get too far ahead. I think of where you're going with this, but I will say that I think everybody knows who's listened to you and me talk before. I'm a big lore guy and, you know, remake, did not mean we're just going to make a remake one to one. It's we are going to remake this uh, franchise, if you will, if you want to look at seven as its own franchise. And uh, you get to the end of the game, and once you learn what happens at the end of the game, it completely changes your notion of a lot of things. So yeah, so we had some technical difficulties there. I got it going now. Um, so you were saying that you really enjoyed the game. You can understand that. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the game. Uh, I, I don't know what part with the technical difficulties got cut out, but so basically what I'm saying was this, was I had gone on about a three-year, four-year gaming break, and Remake was the game that got me back into gaming. 
it was the first game I think I had started and finished in many, many years. And um, I wasn't, I didn't have as much trepidation as a lot of people did. I was going to play the game. I knew I was going to play the game. And um, I really enjoyed it. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves in this conversation, but I will say that for those who know me, I love lore. I love some depth to stories. And so what was crazy for me was when you beat the game, and if you replay it, it completely changes your perception of the game. I mean, it's, it's as uh, Donkey would say in Shrek, it's like an onion. <laughs> it's very all layered. These layers. It's all these layers. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, and like you, uh, you know, it's, you miss things, you know, of course, you kind of expect it to be. And then they went out and said, you know, that, hey, this is not an exact remake. It's going to be its own story, but um, to some degree. And so now um, Rebirth comes out, and, and we'll get into that, but we see that not re- that it comes out. It's coming out at the end of the month, but you see the, uh, I saw the trailer of Rebirth, the game, um, what was it called? State of Play, I think. For State PlayStation. of Play. State of Play, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, man, it looks great. <laughs> so many great features on it. It looks awesome. And I was like, okay. So then me and Swingin started tossing. Do you see the State of Play? Do you see the State of Play? And he's like, oh, I was going to go watch it. So then we started talking about uh, Final Fantasy VII, and he, and he turned me on to a few things. And I go, hold on, let me go check this out. There was a podcast that we I listened to, uh, a couple of story things, and you're like, Dude, this thing is extremely deep. This is not what, uh, you know, you miss that stuff. You knew something's up, right? You yeah. know something's up. And uh, and I didn't finish it. Um, once you kind of finish it, then you really get the, which we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so the theory, which it's not even a theory. Uh, it kind of tells you in the game that this is kind of somewhat of a different Sephiroth coming in so just in remake a different sephiroth and there's more than one timeline that can take place yes so as you play the game uh, the whispers are what they're known as um and so it depends on how and like i said i love lore i will say this so final fantasy 7 is a compilation and i'm not the biggest fan of a lot of the parts of the compilation so you have um, Final Fantasy VII came out first. Then they did, I do believe, Dirge of Cerberus, which takes place X amount of years later, and you play as Vincent. It's not really an RPG. It's more of like a action shooter, shooter, shooter It's game. actually pretty fun. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, then they came out with Crisis Core, which tells the story prequel-wise to Zack, which comes into play with the remake. And then you can get into the weird stuff where there was before Crisis, which was like a Nokia phone game back when those cell games were just starting to become a thing. And then there's a book uh, called Between a Smile or Something a Smile, and it's basically Aerith and Sephiroth after the events of the original Final Fantasy VII, and they're part of the live stream, but their consciousness are still them. And that gets into some funky, funky, Dang. funky stuff. Oh, there's a lot to it, but to what you just said, and then there's Advent Children, which was a movie that they made. So first interesting tidbit you said it, Sephiroth is different. The crazy thing is, this Sephiroth, as far as a chronological standpoint, is the furthest one down the line because at the very beginning of Seven Remake, uh, Cloud sees him. And if you notice, it's um, Sephiroth with his black one-winged angel wing, which never takes place until Advent Children, which takes place years after the original Final Fantasy Seven. 
So Sephiroth, and to some extent, is a time traveler. And his intent behind this game that we're playing now with the remake is to change the events of the original Final Fantasy VII. The weird thing is, Aerith is the Aerith of this timeline, but she somehow has some live stream memory consciousness of what happened in the original seven. So she's manipulating things. Sephiroth's manipulating things. And the whispers are the spirit, if you will, of the planet trying to keep things like they were on the original game. And some examples that you can see with that is like, <clears throat> uh, there's two that come to my mind. One is uh, there's a part where it's in this game, it's Tifa, it's Aerith, it's uh, Cloud, and they're making their way through this uh, train to get to the tower where uh, Wiggs, uh, Wiggs, Wedge, Biggs, and Jesse are at. And if you notice, the whispers slowed them down long enough so that their deaths still happen like they did in the original game. Because if Cloud right. and Tifa and Aerith could have got there earlier as they were trying to, they probably could have prevented that. And then the three that come to my mind, there's a part where Barrett looks like he dies about three quarters of the way right. through the game. And then the whispers suddenly just resurrect him or heal him yeah, or no, something. No, no wound at all from no Sephiroth. No wound at all. Because the, the Sephiroth from the future comes down, didn't, didn't schwack him in the previous game. Did not schwack him in the previous game. <clears throat> and then... Uh, the other is where they tries to get the Mako reactor. Well, there's or, a Mako, not the Mako reactor. They tries to destroy the sector. Yeah, they well, try to stop the destruction, and then the then the whispers well, there's, come in. There's other things that stop it too, because there's a part where Cloud and Barrett get into it, and Barrett's like, "You're off the team. We don't need you, Merc. We don't need you." And so, oh, yeah. Cloud, Cloud goes to his hotel room, and then all of a sudden, the whispers come about, and they injure Jesse because yeah. Jesse was going to take Cloud's spot. But Jesse gets injured, therefore Cloud has to go back into the mission as he did in the original game. So yeah. throughout the entire game, the whispers are trying to keep things on the original path. And before I forget this, what's interesting is at the end of the game, everybody gets these flashes of the future. So like Cloud sees Aerith die and like Tifa sees Meteor. But here's an interesting thing for you. Red 13 sees the ending of Final Fantasy VII where it's him 500 years later with his kid running, you know, yeah. to, yeah. you know, and see, and so in the original Final Fantasy VII, the ending is you see Nanaki, Red 13, and his children 500 years later, and the entire Midgar is covered up in grass and everything. So what's interesting is that's supposedly the bad ending, because even Red 13 says that's what's going to happen if we don't succeed. So is it the bad ending from the original Final Fantasy VII? And I guess that'd be perspective because to the planet's perspective, maybe humans are a, a virus on it. So maybe having no humans 500 years in the future is the planet's good ending. Maybe it's a bad <laughs> ending for us. Well, so there's a couple things. Uh, yeah, I like, first of all, I like what they did with Jesse. It was cool. She's a cool character. She is a cool character. Uh, um, and then, but, uh, you know, as I went back and watched some of the stuff, you know, Cloud, you said that, that Aerith seems to see the future, but like Cloud, the first time he sees Sephiroth, he says, I killed you. What are you doing? I killed you with my own hands. What's he talking about? Well, that's the tricky thing. So, and I'm, I'm hoping we're not spoiling, doing spoilers for a game that actually just turned 27 years old last month, I heard. Like no. what, January 97 uh, is when it came out. So in the original Final Fantasy VII, we got to be very careful on how we say this right now. In the original Final Fantasy VII timeline, Cloud kills Sephiroth 
at the Nibelheim reactor, which is going to come into play in Rebirth here very soon. And then we get into the convoluted thing that Genova and Sephiroth genetics and living through and blah, blah, blah. So Sephiroth, quote unquote, lives or is re redone or whatever way you want to look at it. So he kills him at the end of the original Final Fantasy VII. That's twice he's killed Sephiroth. And if you want to go into Advent Children, he kills him three times. So the Sephiroth we see with the Black Wing has been killed by Cloud three times up to this point. And then we get into this funky Legend of Zelda thing because now there are two Sephiroths on the planet at the exact same time because it's a Sephiroth we see in the remake, but the original Sephiroth is still in the Northern Crater in that like weird stasis mode he's in as this is going on right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, but he also sees um, when Aerith says... I got a special materia in my hair. Then it flashes back to the what dropping down. Ping. That's after Ping. she was murdered. Yes. Right? And so he sees that. So he's seeing future glimpses. And he's crying. As well. And he doesn't even know why he's crying. He just sees that flash and you see him start tearing up, but he doesn't even know why he's crying. Yeah. So, yeah. So these things, we don't, I guess we don't have the exact answers to. Um, and then, uh, so we're still going, we're going to still stick around at uh, Remake for a little bit because I got a couple other questions. I got you. Um, well, here's another one real quick while you looked it up. I'm sorry to, I, I just, I, there's I so got many piece weird. Of paper. I see, right. I did not do a piece of paper because this was a smooth rambling, so I didn't want to come over prepared. But one funny thing that Sephiroth <laughs> says to him at the very end of Remake is like, at the very end, they do this battle and then they go to the edge of creation. And Sephiroth yep. starts talking to Cloud and he goes, seven seconds. If you go back to the death scene of Aerith, it's exactly seven seconds long. Yeah, so that was the theory. That's the theory, yeah. And because uh, it's se you got seven seconds to the end of the world, right? And that's what yeah, we don't. Nobody world, yeah. knows what that means yet. They probably the Aerith seven is seven seconds. So, and that I, I do think that ties in. Nobody knows yet. Maximilian dude doesn't believe that that's uh, the case. Is he Aerith. doesn't? No, he doesn't. He has some great theories though, but no, he yeah. doesn't believe that's it. And so, um, so Genova, you know, all we know is it's just you know that's kind of was the birth of all these the make the the uh, Sephiroth and somehow some clouds tied into that. But this video I watched said Genova destroyed the ancients it came down an alien form that destroyed all the ancients and cloud and sephiroth both call a mother whether that's because the cells were used to create them or they're part of this so race. yes so genova is technically an alien from another planet landed on the planet many 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 years ago in the the series of the ancients or the cetra as they're known as yeah too. cetra yep and um no but supposedly Aerith is part cetra as well so right. uh but the Genova. So the thing, aliens are known as Cetra, you're saying? No, 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 no. The, yeah, ancients, the ancients are Cetra. The ancients okay. are known as Genova's her own thing. Yeah. And so what happened was Hojo's predecessor, Dr. Gast, I believe, if memory serves correctly, he they discover Genova and they start doing science experiments. And, you know, Sephiroth is a creation of Genova. They took some, certain parts of her cells, and that's where basically Sephiroth was created in a lab, basically. He's a test tube baby, per se, if you will. And then they used Genova cells and they used Mako uh, overexposure for soldiers. Zach and Cloud and all the other soldiers have a certain glow in their eyes due to Mako poisoning. 
And so that's where the whole reunion thing comes into in the original one where you see the dudes in the robes. You see them in Remake too, but they all have that like, they all have some kind of Genova cells put into them as well as the makeup. I don't know if it's the combination of the two that kind of like make a soldier, like if you survive that, you're a soldier, you have enhanced abilities. Yeah, like Witcher. Yeah, it's kind of like Witcher, I guess is a good way to put it. And that's, <laughs> that's not a bad way of connecting the dots. So like, and that's where the... It, I love Final Fantasy VII. It is convoluted, though. It, it is super convoluted. Because once again, we just said Sephiroth has died three times. And so your consciousness, once again, you got to understand the world you're in. Your consciousness goes into the life stream. And the life stream is the overall you know, flow of the planet, past, the present, the future, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe because of the Genova cells, but Sephiroth has been able to keep himself separate and it's also this really weird thing where you almost genetically are connected to each other. Hence the reunion guys with the robes, the clones, if you will. Hence why um, Cloud is connected to Sephiroth to some aspects. Same thing with Zack. There's, there's a lot. I mean, once again, it depends on how deep you want to get into it. And I think that's the amazing thing with Remake and what they're doing. Going back to my little onion joke with Shrek is... You can play the game with no, never played the original game. You can enjoy this game at its base level. Oh, this is cool. This is fun. You can have, you can have somebody who's played seven in the past or maybe beat it, but didn't dig deep into it and go, okay, cool. I kind of remember this and I kind of remember that. And I kind of remember this. And then you can have people like Maximilian dude and these guys who are just so into the game who know the lore and the stories. And it's just, <laughs> this game gives you as much as you want to take from it on how deep you want to dig into it. But I think you can be enjoyed by all levels. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, let's see. So, at the part that I picked up, so it shows Zach fighting um, the Shinra soldiers, right? And so that's when yes. I started back and I was like, okay, well, there's Zach. And I had actually just ironically just got Crisis Core for Final Fantasy V, started nice. it. Nice. But, um, so it's like, okay. And, for some reason, I thought it had shown Zach before in the game, but it had not. Right? It was just, that's the first time you see him, like in are seventeen. We talking, are we are we talking about remake? Or are we talking about the original remake? Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, you only yeah. you don't see Zach till the very end. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm, that's just picking up on a timeline that are on a story that I I didn't realize that was the first time you see him. So it's like, okay, and then um, you get, go through the motorcycle. We're going to jump ahead. You jump through the motorcycle scene and then you, you do the same stuff which is really cool how they redid it and then Aerith is basically like okay I know what's going on but once you cross this you know once we go through this portal it's all everything's changed yes and so you go through that portal and then you fight a series you fight a ton of whispers um, and I didn't recognize this you know what's special about those whispers I thought we talked about this. So the whispers, the are you talking about the three the, the, in the big the, in the big three one? big ones? Yeah, not just okay. the little whispers. So, so they go through the portal, and now the, you're in this different uh, Sephiroth or somebody destroys Midgar. Boom. Yes. Pieces everywhere. You're fighting on the pieces. And so this is where it gets really funky, and this goes back to what your levels to this game. So if you played it with no idea what's going on, there's there's three bad guys and a big bad guy you have to beat. And they're whispers, so it's just all the whispers you've been that have been bugging you the whole game you play. They're actually, there's two different theories on this. Some thought, if you do the assess material, so if you do the assess material, it'll tell mm -hmm. you, hey, you know, weaknesses, strengths, and it gives you a little blurb about them. Mm -hmm. So three of the, the two theories is, one is it's your future selves because you'll see the weapons that they use. 
But the more recognized theory is it's the three guys from Advent Children, which are basically the three versions of Sephiroth in the future in the movie. So there's there's the thought process that it's you're fighting yourselves in the future, and there's a thought there's a theory that it's the three guys from Advent Children. And when you do the assessment, it says that, and I think it was either that or the developers basically said if it's a whisper from the future, it's fighting to protect its timeline here's what it says it says an entity from the future uh from a future this is literally what it says so you talk about the timelines it says yeah an and this is what the assessment material says an entity from a future timeline that has manifested in the present day and it says it fights barehanded but summarize it fights to protect the future that gave shape to it so and you're right they have a gun they have fist and, and they sword. have a sword and so and you, it forces you to use Tifa, Barrett, and Cloud. You can't use yes. Aerith. So that's super deep right there. You can't use Aerith. So what's that going to be? So Cloud, I, I believe Ooh. without, I believe with with no doubt that. And again, my shallow and my shallowness of it, but this one, just as a game developer perspective, that's those three are your future selves trying to protect their timeline. Because what that does is now that you've killed them, now it opens gives them liberty to make any game they want. Correct. And so, like, once again, there's layers to this. There's levels to this. So the whispers in-game are um, the old game trying to keep the old game itself. But if you want to look at it from a meta version, like you just kind of explained, it's the developers realizing we can't do a one-for-one. One. So you are you as a player are fighting the expectations of people wanting a one-for-one one remake and you're going to change the future, the quote-unquote unknown journey, and you're changing things as you go. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I mean... That was pretty it, cool. I didn't realize that when I fought them, and I didn't do an assess material. And, dude, I, I struggled through the last bit because I forgot <laughs> some of the controls, but I, I did it. Uh, obviously, it could have been done probably... 10 times faster, but I got it done. I had so much, I had so many elixir, elixirs, elixirs and, and like mega that. potions and everything. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I don't ever use it. But, uh, but anyway, so that was soup. So all that was new to me. Seeing it says, wow, we got to, we actually have something special. I think so far, I think they did a really good job on remake. I think they did good with the, um, you know, just how they were honoring the original and made it where you felt nostalgic for it. You just got to see all the towns up close, all yes. the characters up close, and then um, add a new twist on it so you're not just bored, right? It's really cool. I think they did a great job with it. So, it looks like they're going to do good at Rebirth, too. And I know that I think that's where we're, we're, we're segueing into. Right. So once again, if you've played the game with the knowledge that we're discussing, and you go back and replay it, the dialogue is very specific. And so, like, you're talking about, like, when Aerith and them get to that point where she's like, hey, things are... But when she sees Sephiroth, she's like, you're wrong. You're not supposed to be here. Like, there's some... Like, you are not... You're, you're wrong. Because she knows... And it seems like with this knowledge that Aerith can see the future or knows what's supposed to happen, you go back and you listen to some of the stuff. And so there's a scene about three quarters of the way where Cloud and them are at Aerith's mom's house. Aerith is not with you. She's been captured by Shinra, by the Turks. And depending on who you played with the most, you're either going to get Barrett, Tifa, or Aerith is going to come see you as you kind of have either like a nighttime like talk or in, in Aerith's case, you're seeing a vision of her. And the vision of her tells Cloud, do not fall in love with me. 
You cannot fall in love with me. Thank you so much for all the memories you've had. We've had. Well, that's weird because in game and remake, you've only known Aerith for like a week, maybe right. two. What memories is she talking about? Like, what's this great journey that we've been on? What do you mean right. I don't need to fall in love with you? And then going back to like we talked about the nods to the game. Let's go back to the very original. The very original cloud. You get done with the reactor, and as you make your way down, you bump into Aerith, and she sells you. Uh, I forgot. It's some very funny terminology, but it's something like, you know, uh, she asks if you want the flower, and he's like, it's like either give her a gill or are you a hooker or something like that in the original game. Right. But in this game, the whispers, because the timing was off, the whispers are actually, first time you see them, they're holding Aerith in place until Cloud gets there because yeah. his timing was thrown off because of the Sephiroth thing. So it goes back to this manipulation. He sees Sephiroth, that vision. Sephiroth, we don't even know about Sephiroth in the first game at this point. He sees the vision of Sephiroth. His timing is thrown off. The whispers hold Aerith in place. And when Aerith sees him, she offers him a flower, and she goes, these flowers are for reunited lovers. That is not a line from the original. Yeah. That's an interesting little, little bit of dialogue. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Knowing the timeline. So let me ask you this: When you got to, so back to the whisper fights before we did, because you reminded me of something. Um, the, with all the with all the bosses, it's, it's like Aerith. So he fights sometimes by himself, and Barrett jumps in, and blah blah blah. That you have this scene happen because I don't know. I, I'm curious. <clears throat> I jump. Aerith jumped in for me with me toward the end. Okay, and she goes, and it, and, and the one I watched, it didn't it didn't say that Aerith jumps in. It said Tifa jumped in. But Aerith jumped in for me and says, um, did you miss me? And my guy goes, not really. And and uh, and um, Sephiroth goes, he's cold, isn't he? Or something like that. And then she goes, oh, it's no big deal or whatever. Something like that. So Did that happen to you? I had it in a different order. So interesting tidbit is just like I just said, that whole dream scenario at night at, at Aerith's mom's house. They come in based off of who you played with the most. So for me, it was Tifa came in first for me. Yeah, and the whispers. I, no, yeah, you know. Well, you know how you said Cloud starts off by himself. I'm sorry, I'm talking about. This, uh, I think even with that, like it's 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 who you played with the most. So this Tifa is the final was, fight I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what. So Tifa okay. comes in first, and then Aerith came in for me. I didn't get Barrett, but if you played with Barrett the most, it it, it the yeah. first person that joined you is the one you played with the most besides Cloud, and then the second one is the okay. Same thing. So the last one was Aerith for me. So that's probably why if she would have come in first, she would have been like, "Oh yeah, I miss you," and miss, all this kind yeah. of stuff. So possibly. I did miss you, you know. But um, but anyway, yeah. So that's that's another thing about it, man. And it's crazy. I hope they do a full thing, like at, you know, twenty five years from now, where they release all three of them in one big cartridge. <laughs> When so big one big cartridge, yeah, <laughs> one big disc. We got a laser disc. We're going back yeah. to the laser disc there. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think once again, with with how deep you want to get into it, and then if you do a second playthrough, it just changes your complete perspective of the dialogue, especially Aerith. And like you said, Cloud's a little weird too. Like Cloud doesn't have like Aerith, but like you said, he gets these little weird like visions. And like when they're all in that Shinra headquarters. They're all getting little, like, things. But that's a cool thing with Aerith. Like, when they rescue Red 13, like, he's freaked out. He's all doped up. Like, he's ready to fight. He's in fight-or-flight survival mode. And, and Aerith just, like, goes and, like, touches his head. And then it's almost like she transitions knowledge to him, just kind of like, uh, yeah, we're good. We're good. Like, and then yeah. 
he's good to go. Starts talking and everything else. Yeah, he has some kind of connection, it seems like. So uh, then Zach uh, grabs Cloud. Come on, Cloud, let's go. You know, where he died in the original. Um, he lives this time for now. So two things with that. One of them is the chapter, I believe, it's called Singularity. So when you see the Zach scene you're talking about, what's crazy is in our timeline, with the cloud timeline, you see the whispers all come down on Midgar. And then it flashes to the cutscene you're talking about. And in that cutscene, there's two really weird things that happen. One of them you've already mentioned. Zach lives, which does not happen in the original. But the second thing is, it's, it's a joke early on in the game, uh, stamp the dog. Barrett calls yep. Stamp uh, Cloud Stamp because Stamp is like Shinra's little like mascot or whatever, like Crash Bandicoot or whatever. And I forgot what type of dog he is, but like let's just say he's a he's Doberman. a big bagel. He's a bingle in the. Uh, but he's a it's in a your timeline. Yeah, in your timeline, but it's a different animal. It's a different dog on that stamp. Like you and they do it on purpose. Like so, you see yeah. the whole Zach slow thing. Slow down. Like this slow down like bag with stamp on it, but it's a completely different stamp. So. You've got a different timeline here, and then we talked about it. Jesse, Biggs, Wedge all die during remake, just like they did in the original one. They <laughs> got the but Mandela the, effect in it. Like, but at the very stamps. end of the game, you see Biggs wake up. So which Biggs and which timeline are you seeing that? And like you were talking about with with Cloud, you know, Zach, Zach and Cloud, uh, Zach lives, and he he drags cloud over but i believe in the original what happens is and that's a long story but basically after uh zach and cloud get captured they eventually bust out of um shinra manor and then that big fight scene that the cutscene shows so zach has basically carried cloud all the way back to midgar and then zach dies and and cloud is found in the original game at the train station and because of the whole genova and mako poisoning and everything else Cloud doesn't remember much, so he's piecing together, like, you know, he has the Buster Sword now that he took from Zack, and Zack got it from Angeal, and that's a whole other storyline for Crisis Core, but... So, Cloud is kind of starting to put his memories together between what he remembers of Zack, and then when he first meets Tifa, and what Tifa tells him, so Cloud kind of forms his own memory in the original game, which, if you play the original game, Cloud's mind basically shatters halfway through the game, and but... We'll talk about that as we go into the next game, unless there's more things you want to talk about with Reaper. No, that was it. So, like, uh, yeah, so we see that it's a different timeline, and we saw that uh, the people that were dead were alive now. And then you start seeing in Rebirth, um, you start to see, you know, the singer at the Gold Saucer, which Jesse always wanted to be. So she's probably alive in that timeline. So how are they going to converge? It's going to be very interesting on how they're going to do it. Let me give you a big <clears throat> picture of what I think they're going to do and where they're going to go, and then we can dig into certain things. If you've played the original, I do believe what's going to happen is, I, we'll take leave Zach out of it for now. Cloud and the, and the crew that we know, right? So the, the demo's already out, but you're gonna, it, it's just going to be like just the uh, original Final Fantasy VII. You leave Midgard, you go to Calm, Cloud tells his version of what happened five years ago, and then you open the world up. I do believe that we're going to go from all those things. You're going to see a lot of this you've seen in the trailers. You're going to go to Junon. You're going to go to Calm. You're going to go to the. You're going to go through all those aspects: Costa de Sol, Gold Saucer, Corral, etc. Here's my take on it. 
the air death scene from the original is going to happen. That's not where they're going to end the game, though. I think they're going to end the game based off the original timeline. They're going to get to the Northern Crater. Cloud is going to hand over Meteor to Sephiroth. And all that craziness where, like, they lose Cloud because he gets sucked into the world, you know, and Tifa goes after him or tries to save mm-hmm. him, all that stuff. They're going to end this game. It's going to be Empire of the uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's going to end in the most heartbreaking. Fa- you lose Aerith. Cloud is missing. Tifa's kind of taken the lead. Sephiroth has already called Meteor down, and the weapons have come up. And that's how they're going to end the game. Like it's just going to be the most depressing. Like okay, you know, you're balling because you lost Aerith. Cloud's missing. The crew is basically scattered, and like Sephiroth has called down Meteor to destroy the world, and then all the weapons from the world have, you know, risen up from the planet, if you will, and they're just wrecking havoc like Godzilla on the planet. Like, that's how the game, in my opinion, they're gonna, you're going to go all the way from calm all the way to that point, and that's how you end the game. Like, just depressing as all get out. Like, the world is ending. What's going to happen next? Because it kind of segs, from a video game developer standpoint, That'd be a really cool way to in, to enter the last game. You know, like you start off as Tifa and you have to get the band back together, and then you have to rescue Cloud, and you have to get like you Final know, Fantasy VI. Like Final Fantasy VI. That's what I was thinking too when I was <clears throat> thinking about that. Well, that's that's my take on it. So uh, yeah, I don't. So uh, we'll give our theories, then we'll just kind of talk about the trailer itself. Um, I. I kind of do like one of the guys' theory that was on the podcast. It's sitting my theory because I, you know, I certainly hadn't put a lot of thought into it. But after seeing, I think you are going to understand at some point why Aerith has to die. Because that's that's what kind of started this whole conversation with me, me and Swing. Like, you think they're going to let Aerith die? I think that's what everybody's wondering. And yeah. the question's going to be: Do they do they let Aerith die or not? And you're going to learn why it's important and why she has to die, just like Obi Wan had to die. But um, to, for the benefit of the planet or not, or there's going to be some twist because in, it, it, she says somebody, he has to be stopped, talking about this what Aerith is saying. He has to be stopped by Acetra and I am the last. Yes. So that's what she says in the rebirth, and that's what's kind of the thing. But now we got multiple timelines. Are they going to converge? Singularity, like as you mentioned, is where two timelines converge. So it that's what a singularity is, in my understanding. So I think that they are going to give you the option, like, um, hey, either you have to choose, or and then it's going to, you know, what I'm saying, like, pick somebody else. Here's the here's the, actually there's actually another Cetra. Are we pulled it over <laughs> from the timeline or whatever? Our Sephiroth himself is a Cetra, so we've got to kill the old Sephiroth to maintain. You know, how is this going to play out? I think it's going to do that because they've set it up to where we're not going to follow the same thing. This is going to be the big turning point. There's going to be something happen there that's going to, I don't, <laughs> there's going to be something happen there that is going to be just as shocking as it was the first time. I don't think they're just going to let it play out just as normal. So I, while we're that's talking just, about this. That would be just such, such a disappointment. Oh, here's what I think. So in the first game, Sephiroth is effing with Cloud's mind. It's mind games in the original game, you know, up until, and he kind of controls Cloud. I think with this one, I think he messes with Cloud 10 times more. 
And I think with Aerith knows, knowing what needs to happen, as you mentioned in the trailer, and then Sephiroth with our understanding that he's basically a time traveler, right? He knows all the events. I think game, from a game development meta, they give you hope that you can save her to make it hurt 10 times worse when they kill her. And I think Aerith, and my, this is my own theory. I've not heard this theory. I think in the cloud timeline, and we'll say Zach's a separate timeline. I think in the cloud timeline, Aerith knows what's going on. I think she lets the crew know at some point she knows what's going to happen and that she has to die. And then they all freak out, cloud specifically. And then maybe to make them feel better about it, she lies to them. You're right, there's another way. We'll figure out another way. Knowing the entire time she has to die, but letting you think that there's some there's a there's a red herring out there. You know, if you get this materia, if you do this, you do that, kill the other Sephiroth. And at the very, very, very end, either it still happens and you just had this false hope that you could do it, or better yet, in the original, Sephiroth almost puppeted Cloud to kill her. Originally, now granted, if anybody who played the PS1 game, you didn't know what was going on. Like you were trying to control Cloud and he was spazzing out because the graphics can only do so much. But Cloud in the original game, he hits Aerith a few times as she's making her way. Like there's a point in this forest thing where she, he actually beats her and she escapes. And then when she's there doing the praying thing in the original game, he you can't control Cloud and Cloud's trying to kill her and he snaps out at the last second. And then that's when Sephiroth comes in. But I think this one either... She, I think she dies no matter what in Cloud's timeline. I think she dies in Cloud's timeline. It's just either they give you false hope or Cloud himself has to kill her to make sure things happen the way they need to. Well, they're definitely going to realize like, hey, there's a different timeline. We can change it, right? That's what they're going to think. But there's no way that Sephiroth comes down with a sword, shrimp right in her back. I, there's no way. I can almost guarantee that would not. that's not going to be the case. So I um, think Cloud kills her. You know, yeah, so whether Cloud could kill her, but Cloud, if he does, is going to be like, all right, I understand why I have why. to do it. Yeah, but or he's just manipulated so much. I don't think they're going to. I think that's one of the they're setting it up to where it could be anything. So I don't think I don't think it's going to be like we get to make a choice, and if you kill her, one thing happens. If you don't, no. another thing happens. I don't think that's the case, but I don't. I'm just saying I don't. I don't know. Maybe there is some way around it. I think the game will continue on if, you, if there is, but you just have Aerith in the party. I think, I think they cheat, and this is what I mean. I think they cheat. I think in the cloud timeline, she dies. However it is she dies, she dies. Well, yeah, we know that, right? That's but, true. That's going to happen. That is Cloud's timeline. But, but Zach's timeline, oh, she lives. Oh, I see lives. what you're saying. With the new... She lives. So you get both. You, you know, All the fans are happy. She still dies. It's still traumatic. It's still this. It's still that. But... In Zach's timeline, she lives. So you kind of get your 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 drama, and you get to be a happy fanboy. Well, so of- that that singer in the gold saucer. Yes. Everybody's saying that's Jesse. No, it's not Jesse. It's it's Aerith. It's Aerith. Yeah. yeah. So it's Jesse's not Jesse. She's a dancer. If you look at the trailer, you see Jesse. She's dancing. Yeah. She's not. She's a background dancer, but she's not. Yeah. Um, so she's yeah. singing there. That's a whole different thing we never see. Uh, but. I don't know, man. I, I just, I think that it's going to be just as shocking. I think that. Well, here's, here's, here. I just, this I just came to me as you brought up Jesse. What if the timelines interweave, which gives you the hope that if you, if Aerith dies in ours, we can still get another Aerith? Cause like, <laughs> well, no, no, think about this. Okay, <laughs> no, so, I'm just saying, it's just funny how you said it. We can get another Well, Aerith. I mean, I mean, like, 
you know, you still kind of get your cake and eat it too because like, you know, we could stay on these separate timelines, but hypothetically, like, let's say there's just something weird with the timeline and I'm getting, I'm not trying to get too crazy here, but like, let's say there's something weird with the timelines where, because if you see the trailer, you see it, you see, you see Biggs talking to Zach and there's a, there's a wanted avalanche poster and everybody's dead except for him. You know, you hear him say something like, you know, why am I the only one who gets to live or whatever? But what if they weirdly merge together? Because Jesse should be dead. And if Cloud and them showed up at the Gold Saucer and they see Jesse and she doesn't even know who they are, like, who are you? Never met in our lives. Yeah. Well, in the other timeline, they never met. Right. But see, somehow she almost seamlessly merged into their timeline some way, somehow, because of whatever they did at the end of the first game just messed everything up. So there's so one maybe, or two things I'm going to predict here. Okay. So I, I don't have a story how this is going to play out with it, but just just a basic thing. Either they're going to, uh, they're either going to find a way to say, okay, there's another Cetra based on something. If we can pull this person out of the timeline, <laughs> then we can get that one, and then it, it's the same same deal. Either that kind of something along those lines, or they kill her just as normal, like the like Final Fantasy VII the original. But there's a twist to it later on, you learn, and mm. toward the end of it, where it's like, bing, and you're like, what? How did that happen? Kind of like, Aerith is here, after all. And, yeah, after all that. And uh, something like that. It's not, yeah, so I don't some, know. It's going to be interesting some of the, to see. Some of the theories, I think, are, I get why people are saying some of the theories, but it goes back to even the trailer you said. Like, you know, I've heard people say, oh, Tifa's going to die, or so-and-so's going to die, or whatever. The only person that makes sense to die is Aerith for right. the intense. Now, here's a random thing that I just remembered. This is from the main director of the original game. So when he was developing the game, he had lost his mother. And if you dig deep into the original Final Fantasy VII game, it's about loss. And if you think about it, almost every character has some kind of loss that they're dealing with. You know, Cloud loses his memories. You know, uh, Barrett lost his best friend and an arm and, you know, whatever. And so actually at the very end of the original game, the original plan was whatever three people you picked as they jump out of the airship into Midcar to go like take on Hojo, that's all you had left. Everybody else who was left on the airship was supposed to get shot down and killed. So like the original plan <laughs> for Seven was your last three, the, whatever Same. party you chose to, to go yeah. into uh, Midgar was it. Like you were supposed to lose, every, like the whole point of it was loss <laughs> across the board. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe some of those ideas from 27 years ago start popping up. Like, hey, man, like, how about we just kill half the guys? Yeah, it's certainly going to be. <laughs> it's certainly going to have the timeline play into it somehow. There's no <laughs> doubt. Um, because, yeah, that's got to be. That's what they're setting up. So it's two disc comes out the 29th. Two on leap year. Two disc, which has got to be massive. Huge. Um, and it is true, like you said, Cloud uh, Zach does find Aerith in the. Tra so I'm just going by the trailer here, the state of play. She's laying there, and she looks dead, but I don't, I don't think she's dead. She's just dirty, right? And he's just holding yeah. her. Yeah, she's kind of like waking up, like she's knocked out. So that's a whole different thing. Um, and uh, one of the things, so just make, jump off of theories here for a little bit, but uh, the multiple regions, they kind of got a Ubisoft thing going on where you got to hit the tower and then it unlocks yeah. areas, but you can see the different areas and I'll have three little things like the two of six quest or zero. Of six. And one of the coolest things I liked about final fantasy nine was that chocobo treasure hunt, dude, mm. where you got to find the piece and then you go take your chocobo out there and it digs up some treasure and they're actually really good. So we're seeing that we're going to be able to do that now in seven, which would be really fun. 
so the gold saucer, you know, and yeah, it I, looks I actually, awesome. It looks awesome. And I mean, I could honestly see people losing a lot of time playing like the snowboarding game and the motorbike game. And the, I don't know if you like saw the shooting one, games and all the this. shooting game. But did you see the 3D brawler where they go like, yeah, pixelated, <laughs> but it's like modern pixelated. Yeah. And I, I heard a joke. This would be awesome. They'll never do this. If they did, it'd be awesome. But wouldn't it be dope if the flashbacks they saw were back in PS1 graphics? You know, like that would be cla- too. That would be cool, man. That should just do that. <laughs> the Air flashback. Air starts having flashbacks that we see from 27 years ago <laughs> with super pixelated cloud, like you know, oh, spaz it out or whatever. Yeah, that should be that should be an option, right? So, but now, like, uh, I thought if you make a golf saucer and you fight in the old graph, I mean, it is uh, like it's a modern pixelated. Well, it's modern pixelated. Like some of the stuff that you know, you're talking about just the the meat and potatoes of the game. Like the dual techs look awesome, you know, and that's kind of a throwback to like Chrono Trigger, you know, like you and you build up that synergy with those people as you build friendship bonds. So you have like yeah. you know Cloud and Tifa or Barrett and Red Thirteen, and they all individually have this double attack. And so the demo's out. They've only released half of it though. So you play through the half the demo or half yeah half the half. demo. So they, they the first half is the scenario with. Uh, Sephiroth and Cloud and Nibelheim. And I, I do need to mention this. Dope for many reasons. But the really cool thing is for those who know the story, at least the original, it's not Cloud. It's Zack that was actually there. Cloud was just one of the guys in the background kind of staying hidden. So as you play through the demo they just released, Cloud is doing very Zack-like things. If you don't know that, you don't pick up on it. But if you do know who he really is, <laughs> that's cool. You start seeing some Zach behaviors, and but there's you get to do the dual tech with uh, Sephiroth and Cloud, and it's 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 sweet. And what they're gonna do, I think, a week or so before the game releases, they're gonna open up the the Junon bigger world. They're only gave you a region of it, but you like here's your small region to kind of get a feel for the open world. But that's not available yet. Is there anything carryover? You get supposedly an Easter egg. Like if you've got a Final Fantasy VII remake thing, I think they're going to give you like some. Who knows? They haven't said what. I mean, it could be like, yo, here's you know thirty elixirs and your Chocobo materia and this to start off with. But like, uh, it doesn't carry over. If you look at it, you know, like I maxed my guys out, which was level fifty in the remake. So I think like maybe Cloud or Barrett have like the most HP, and you're looking at like maybe six thousand, you know, fifty four hundred or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but like. You start back at maybe not zero, but like you're you're level one rebuilding all that. And here's a theory I heard that would be awesome. I'm just randomly throwing this out there to you. Knights of the Round, they leave to the third game because they actually give you a backstory about why Knights of the Round exists. Because if you really think yeah, about that'd be it, awesome. as wonky as seven is, the Knights of the Round material makes no sense at all. <laughs> How, yeah. how did how did Galahad and Lancelot wind up in Midgar? You know, yeah. in a material like it makes no sense. Yeah, they're all like Esper types, and then you, all of a sudden they got a Knights of the Round. Well, so there's there's the thing that you know hypothetically you, you go you go into the third game. We're, I mean, we're talking about rebirth. You know, three, four, five years down the road, and the last disc comes out. Aerith is dead. Blah blah blah. And those timelines interweave, and I think that's how you punctuate the end. Is at the very end, it's Cloud. And Zach have finally somehow gotten together. Maybe Aerith from Zach's timelines there. Maybe she's not. Who knows? Cloud Cloud and Zach's timelines probably you know still chilling at Midgar because he's done nothing at his you know he Zach dropped him off at his timeline and just left him in Midgar. So you got our Zach 
I mean, our cloud with that Zach, possibly with Aerith, and that's how you take out Sephiroth at the very end of the third disc, whatever that one's going to get called, like I said, five years down the road. But Well, so it's called Rebirth, right? And well, this one's called Rebirth, yeah. Usually it's a play on words. So Rebirth could mean um, this is a reimagining of Final Fantasy VII, so this is a rebirth of the game, or this is a rebirth of somebody that has died and been reborn. Uh, you know, it could be something like that. It's probably going to have some play uh, to where it's going to be, you know, double, dual, dual, triple meanings toward the I end. I wonder if they, I wonder if they address the fact that you can't use a phoenix down on her, because I know that was irritating. So you know, for for the <laughs> well, here's the thing. So for for the younger audience who's listening, Aerith dying is basically as iconic as the whole. Luke, I am your father, Star Wars thing. Like, from a pop culture video game thing, like, not to say she was the first character that died and you couldn't bring back, but it, it, it had the, it was kind of that first big impact where, I mean, like, people were heartbroken when Aerith, Aerith died in that game, you know? So, like I said, it'd be interesting with the whole, like, what are they, if, if, if Aerith dies, I think she does. How, what's the explanation of why you can't bring her back? You know, you've been, you just used three Phoenix Downs on her on the battle to, to this cutscene, and then all of a sudden well, she's, she's just knocked out. She's just wounded. That's what they oh, say. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, wounded. My bad. You're wounded or swooned. <laughs> swooned? <laughs> You're just swooned, and then you get brought back by Phoenix Down. But, uh, yeah. That, that, yeah, so. But, uh, so then they got this card game called Queen's Blood. That's probably going to be cool, too. Collecting the cards and getting good inf- good stuff from it. That'd yeah. be really cool. I'm glad they just add a lot of cool stuff. And the folios, like you were talking about with the party combos and dual techs, you can try and you get your reputation built up with all the different characters and you can reset it at will, which I like, man. I mean, just don't make it a permanent thing. Permanent all of a thing, sudden. yeah. Because if I get a bond with Aerith and she dies, well, I need to reset it. Okay, you <laughs> so, said that. Here's the thing. I, I hate okay, to say this. Me being the cold-hearted bastard that I am, I was really hurt. Take all her gear away. I, I was really hurt when Aerith died, <laughs> and then it was just like, oh my gosh, dude, some of my best materials. I just spent I know, 20 hours grinding thing. her up to level whatever, and then she just, I, she's gone? Yeah, so I was like, can, she's going to come back. Can That's I get what my, I used to think. Can I get my Bahamut materia back? Like, can, does yeah. that just drop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did it drop? Can I go loot her now? You dropped her in the ocean before you could loot. <laughs> come on, man. I know, that was the thing, too. You didn't expect it the first time. You're like, wait a minute. Is this what's going to happen? I'm going to just going to use some kind of a special material that's going to break and shatter and sprinkle over, and she's going <laughs> to rise up. Nope, she's gone. She's gone. Done. But you're but you mentioned something about the cloud going into that uh, that coma. Yes, that opens up a whole lot of possibilities right there. Um, what was what was going on? They could just here's Klaus' point of view. What was really going through his mind? Where where he was fighting. Once he's in that, that could be a whole nother thing. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how they, how they implement it in this version, it would be yeah the new version. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be very interesting. Like I said, my personal take on it though, is I think that'll be in the third game. I don't think that's going to be in yeah. rebirth to be honest with you. I don't, I, I think they're going to be, I think it's going to be diverged far so far from the previous game that I, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be a big reveal possibly where they say, oh, Aerith is actually alive or a potential of something happening or a potential of that you can bring her back 
and then a third game, you know, something like that, but you don't get to do it. But there's something going on. Heck, we can change this. We can make it better. We can make it right. I think you're right with a little bit of the, uh, with the Empire Strikes Back to where it takes a dark turn and all hope is lost. And all then, hope then is there's lost. a slight hope. Maybe we can do this. And then we, then, uh, you know, it has to leave on some kind of cliffhanger and then, uh, yes. that you're there. This one was just leaving Midgar, right? We're leaving Midgar. Now yeah, it's going to open up. I mean, That's the cliffhanger. That was a cliffhanger. Oh, I wouldn't even call it the well, cliffhanger. It's just, it's, it's more I mean, that was of enough a, to want to get you the next game. Yeah, expand the horizons. But this one, they've got to end this on, like we talked about, in my opinion. Like like I said, my personal take on it, things kind of follow, because the Whispers should be gone. We, quote unquote, we should have just defeated them at the, end of the, at the end of the first game. So we shouldn't see any more Whispers, quote unquote, per se, going forward, I wouldn't think. So as a gamer... If you don't know anything about it, cool. Those things from the previous game aren't messing with me. Awesome. If you know what we're talking about, you're kind of like, okay, well, everything so far seems to be happening just like it did before. So we're back on the original path. We're back doing that stuff. And then, like I said, that's where they, like you said, it's not going to be some drastic change in my opinion. It's going to be these like little deviations. And like I said, in my opinion, to make it hurt, you, we all know she's going to die. How do you make it worse with us knowing? Maybe, maybe she takes herself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I, I don't know, man. I think it's. I think the one thing that we. I think we can both agree on at this point. We will understand before that event why yes. she has to die, right? Agreed. So, um, I think they're going to reveal that, and then so if they're going to reveal that, there's obviously going to say, "Well, there's got to be another way." Now, whether or not Aerith says there's not, or she says, "Hey, no, we're going to play like, yeah, okay, yeah, there is," or they do find another way. Or maybe they mess with you with Zach. So with Zach and Aerith in that timeline, Aerith, going back to your little theory, maybe Aerith goes, I'm one of two Cetra that are still living on this planet. And the other Cetra is at this yeah. location. So in, when we go back to Cloud, you're thinking, oh, if we get Well, we the get only to other Cetra is Sephiroth, right? Well, I, I don't think, I, I think, I'm trying to remember, it's, he's definitely got Genova in him. He's only the last ancient, yeah, is, uh, is Aerith. Is Aerith, but I, I'm trying. There's a weird thing I'm trying, and like it's been so long since I played it because I want to say that. So it's made clear. Where, it's made clear that during the events of Final Fantasy VII, Seth Roth believes himself to be a Cetra. He calls himself an ancient first to humanity as that's right. Race. That's the thing. That's that now. Now it's coming back to me. So when, so in the original game, we're talking the original game here, right? Uh, yeah, I think Sephiroth, so. Sephiroth, no, I'm talking about, well, I'm, speak, theories. I'm speaking from oh, the original saying, game. Okay. In the original game, that Nibelheim thing from five years ago, Sephiroth and Cloud, Zach really, they go to that reactor, they see that funky monster, they see Genova. They're doing experiments there using Genova cells to merge them into different animals and they're creating fiends. And Sephiroth goes to Shinra Manor and he starts going through Dr. Gast books and that's when he finds out that he was created, that he's from Genova. He doesn't know Genova's an alien. He just knows Genova, and he he I don't I think he makes the assumption she was a ancient. And later on in the game, you get to that part where you find out about uh, Eret's mother and Doctor Gas, the predecessor of Hojo, and the experiments. It's it's a wintry town, if I remember correctly. You start getting these flashbacks, but that's where we, as the player, discover. Genova's not an ancient. She's actually an alien. 
Yeah. So in, in Sephiroth's mind, he believes that. And if you play the demo, you see all that. But it's in way better detail. I don't know if you remember that or not, but when you play the original game and like there's this this capsule and then you look into it and it's just like this, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it looks actually very similar in the demo, like the redone graphics and all that stuff. But like you you see in that in the the demo, the flashback we'll see in re, uh, Rebirth, you hear I mean Sephiroth's talking out loud and he's putting pieces together. He's like, wait a second. Cause as you go into that in both games, the new demo and the old game. When Sephiroth arrives, he knows his mother's Genova. He thinks he's an orphan. At this point in that part of the game, he just, my mom's in Genova. I don't know who my dad is. You know, and I was an orphan in Shinra, raised me and whatever. And then he gets to the reactor. He sees Genova. He starts putting pieces together. And then, then he freaks out and burns all of Nibelheim. Yeah. So this says, um, these are quotes supposedly from the game. Okay. So, Aerith, this is the original game, not uh, the... Okay, so OG just, game. Got the, it. The, so, I still just believe the Rebirth is going to focus... Sephiroth is going to be the big twist. That's what I believe with the, when it comes to Aerith. However, they're going to play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Aerith says, and this is the original game, Sephiroth is different. He's not an ancient. Cloud says, he shouldn't be able to find the Promised Land. And Sephiroth says, ah, but I have. I'm far superior to the ancients. I have become a traveler of the live stream and gained the knowledge and wisdom of the ancients. And soon I will create the future. All right, he says that. That's in the original game. Now, um, then he says later on, um, I don't know when this is, but he said, or when the other one was, a point of fact, but this one's Sephiroth, the other quote. So he says, ha, 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 my sadness what do I have to be sad about? I am the chosen one. I have been chosen to be the leader of this planet. I have orders to take this planet back from you stupid people for the Cetra. What am I supposed to be sad about? So, dude, that so gets in the, deep, man. In the, original, <laughs> in the original, the Nibelheim thing we talked about, it's really not, this is where Cloud's memory's messed up. It's, it's Zach and it's right. Sephiroth. And Tifa guides them there to the reactor and everything we talked about. So Sephiroth goes back there. After he burns the village down, Tifa goes after him, Zach goes after him, and Cloud, who you don't know at the time, is just a normal security guard because he never made yeah. soldier first class. And so he cuts Tifa, and I don't remember what happens. I think Zach got beat down earlier, so Zach's not even there. And so as Sephiroth is freaking out, Cloud comes behind him, stabs him, kills him, he falls into the Mako reactor, which is where the life stream and the material, and he floats, and he's sucking in all of that, like, because once again, the life stream is consciousness with memories, so he's taking in all of this stuff, but maybe because he's Genova cells, he's able to kind of differentiate, and he basically forms himself at the northern crater, and he almost starts rebuilding his body. He goes back to Cloud's killed him twice or three times, First time was at the reactor. He kills him at the end of the first game, second time, and then the third time is in Advent Children. So, but you know, uh, uh, but Mako poisoning will mess with your mind. Hence, what happens to Cloud when his mind breaks when he falls in right. in the first game. So, like, you know, if if Sephiroth thought that Genova was that, and then he actually got some Cetra memories while he was in a live stream, and he just messed it up in his head of, okay, well, I, I know more than I did before, but, you know, this is my interpretation. I, I don't know. Like I said, the game is great, but there is some parts of it that are very convoluted, you know, unless you dig deep into the game. So, yeah, so he fell in there, and he comes out some crazy dude. Either he knows all these things that nobody knows. Yeah. 
And Cloud also falls in. So what's going through his head, right? So I think they're going to play into that big time. They're probably third game. I don't remember how. That's really deep into the into this the so game. So one I don't thing know you should exactly pay, how far deep it, it goes. Into. I didn't catch this until today. So if you watch the most recent trailer, you're seeing all the cool stuff that you and me are talking about, and you're seeing the alternate timeline. But if you listen, if you got like some good headphones or whatever, you hear Tifa and Aerith having a talk as it's showing everything, and Tifa goes. To my, my understanding, Cloud was never there five years ago. And and then she asked Aerith a question in the trailer that makes no sense. Do you know where he was? And Aerith, Aerith you hear Aerith respond back to Tifa is like, why would I know where he was? It's just a really weird conversation. Because in the original game, Tifa starts, I mean, you, you start to hear Tifa questioning things. Aerith never has a plan because she just met Cloud. So it's really weird in the trailer is why is Tifa asking Aerith? And then, going back with my theory, if Aerith reveals to them that she knows certain things from the future, maybe that's why Tifa's asking Aerith the question, like, well, look, I, he wasn't there five years ago. Do you know where he was? Oh, the live stream didn't reveal that to me. I don't know what he was doing for five years. Yeah, that's tricky, because even in the original game, she thought he wasn't there because he was a just a normal... She never saw him. Yeah, he was just a normal Shinra but, soldier. But in that trailer, you see where the Genova cells are messing with Cloud before he loses it because there's a part in one of these trailers where Cloud's down. He's got some blood on his face, and Tifa's talking to him. And you hear Cloud say, Genova can turn into anybody. It can clone. And, yeah. and, and then there's also a part where Sephiroth talks to Cloud, and he goes, who is that? Because you saw me kill Tifa five years ago. Genova's going to clone into Aerith, and they're going to kill the Genova clone. <laughs> There you go. We already Boom. solved it. Solved it, man. We There's solved no point. it. I forgot just save, about that. Save me 70 bucks, dog. I you appreciate you. You heard it you. here first. <laughs> Smooth rambling, Hollywood Cole. <laughs> All right, man. That was a good talk, dude. It's fun to no, always speculate. That's what makes the game so good. I'm looking forward to Rebirth. It looks great. I think they did a great job with it. I think they did a great job with the first one. So they're doing, they're, they are not just cash grabbing this thing. They're trying to make a another, sound like they're, can really be made another classic game. I mean, truly, which is awesome. Good on them, man. No, I agreed. So. And like, like I said, with me, as I've gotten older with the lore and everything else, like if they pull this off the way they did, if the entire trilogy gets pulled off the way they've done the first game and all these little cool, weird twists and everything, it might wind up being my favorite game of all time. If they, you know, when you factor in the original game, how yeah, total thing. sacred it is. And then if they're able to tell a better version of the story with twists and turns and a mystery novel added to it and having us on edge as a player the whole time, it, it yeah, might man. it'll definitely be top three games, if not my favorite games. So I'm I'm very impressed and very excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited, dude. I didn't realize it was so close. So we only got a couple of weeks yeah. diving in. Maybe we'll find the answers. Maybe we'll come back and talk about see if our theories came to fruition. Or how wrong Thunder was on it. I mean, either way, it'll be a fun conversation, <laughs> fun. though. Awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on and chopping it up. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. You have a good one. All right. Y'all check us out at Later. Later. Later.